0: Most of you have no foundation at all. Now the trouble's with your attitude. I
1: pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. <laughs> I don't like the fact that when, as soon as I walk outside of my house, it is going to be Niagara Falls running down the crack of my app. <laughs>
0: Last time on the show I definitely remember a lot of, like, first ladies uh, Pictures in the libraries Like uh, Barbara Bush You jerked off to weird shit Wait, hold on Trying to connect these two In the library? Jerking off is what came to mind when we were talking about First ladies and libraries Do you want to divulge some information? Or, I mean... I mean, what was elementary school like for you? <laughs> it was very confusing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excellent.
0: Wow.
2: Oh, that was loud. Yeah, it 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 looks it sounds like you just kept going with the sounder, but maybe because you were in a rush, you know what I mean? I'm sorry. How many kids do you have to put to bed? Uh, today, only one. Yeah, Because you lost the other yeah. one? I don't know where she is. But I know where this guy is, uh, ladies and gentlemen. First time on the show. Uh, we're super excited to have him. Joaquin is here with us.
1: Is exactly. that?
2: Yeah. Someone just Golf. out, yeah, out there whistling Golf. for him. Yeah, you gotta. Oh. <laughs> I don't
1: it's know like why that. you're are excited. I'm I don't excited. know
2: why. I don't
0: know why they're excited either. They have no right to be, honestly. Listen, listen, folks, uh, walk, guacamole, uh, the Joaquins, uh, the quinoa as, as they call him in the streets, uh, in the streets, uh, he's here and, uh, he's here to talk about what's he here to talk about Rocco. I know that he's got, he's got, he actually, he published a book and it's called, um, two bears, one cup, um, something like that. Wait, wait, wait. That's not, that's not what it's called. No. I was close, right?
1: It's
2: I believe uh it is two bears, one cave or two Jesus, See? one bear.
1: <laughs> so so Got first you. of all, he wasn't wrong. That was the Charmin commercial I shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's little bears, two caves.
2: There it is. Yes. And and I I love the concept behind it. Um, from you and I talking about it, I I think it it filled a a need, but we're definitely getting into that later. I can't wait to talk about that. Um, he is also a famed podcaster, one for asylum podcast. And then for everybody's favorite, we, we talk about the end of every episode, insensitive culture podcast. Um, you know, we're going to explore those two and kind of where they came from and, and why, and a thank you for making us laugh on insensitive culture all the time. Um, but Dan, let's get into some current events, shall we?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we all know that, uh, you've been just crying about this whole, um, star Wars thing. I, I don't even, I don't know the lady's name. Oh my God. I, I, she's a I UFC don't. fighter.
2: First of all, she's a famous UFC fighter. Oh boy. Uh, um, yeah.
0: What? So she, what'd she do? She said some racist shit. What'd she say? So can you, can you highlight this for us, please. Yes. Yes. So she goes, she's been having issues
2: with her social media for a long time. And Disney has had to tell her to tone it down. She uh, is a Trump supporter, a very vocal Trump supporter. She um ve- on social media suggested the illegitimacy of the election and Biden's win. She was anti-mask multiple times she was anti-vax multiple times. Disney had to tell her you're going to need to tone it down. So yesterday, she literally posted something that said that the Jews started being beaten by their neighbors because they didn't have the same ideologies and were persecuted for their ideologies by their neighbors.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. likening. Republicans that are victimized by their by their views, you know, that the, the the liberals are gonna have them rounded up and killed. Walk it sounds like you it looks looks like you have something to say, please.
1: Uh so first of all, she's an idiot. Um sure, for sure. for many for many reasons. Uh most of all, right? Like and 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 I we brought it up on insensitive culture once before because of all of the the you know the the shit that she was going through and saying and 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 it was it, it yes it was very unfavorable but at, but at the same time it was like all right like she she just needs to like back off she needs to stop being so vocal about it like your views are your views whatever but you have a really good thing going And last night I kind of thought that it was because of what I've already known. And I'm like, ah, you know, like she just couldn't stop. And then I read what she put up there and I'm like, you are an idiot. You have like, they like, she was going to get her own spinoff series. The Mandalorian is like the highest, like ever uh, star Wars series. Like, you know, the highest rated star Wars series, like uh, ever everyone's like, so hype about Star Wars, she was in a great position. Yep, and literally because she could not stop herself from spreading this, this, this dumbass message, she got herself kicked off. So, yeah. bye, good riddance,
2: exactly, exactly. And Dan, we talked about this earlier. You know, Joaquin and I, we are big Mandalorian fans, we are big Star Wars fans. You are not. So I always find your lens in these situations very interesting, especially since, you know, we're talking about a very political, a very politically uh, what's the word polarizing world we live in right now, our country. And I think you'd agree, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, what are your thoughts on all of this?
0: Well, you know, I think what we said earlier was really um, perfect because the, the backlash is that, okay, Republicans conservatives whatever are being persecuted okay well in what way because they have to go to jail because they bludgeoned a police officer to death with a fire hydrant in the capitol building Blue lives matter like that's that's why they're being persecuted I I don't know in what other ways are they being persecuted and and that's ridiculous to me um and furthermore if if she's oh yes yes that's that's the noise they make (laughs) yeah I, I that took me a while um a little derailing there i guess sorry <laughs> they're they're um they're all their argument is that they're being censored yes um i don't think they truly understand the concept of the first amendment and i also don't think they understand private business entities saying you're violating our policy and you just said that they had given her warnings i didn't even know that yeah. See, I was okay with them just being like, "Oh, by the way, we're losing. We we could lose sponsorship because of your fucking dumbass comments. So bye." Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, is it fair? I don't know, and it's not really for me to decide. But it's not illegal. No, it's not, and it's not even the the thing.
2: There, there's I'd say levels to this. And I think, Dan, you're absolutely right. It's a private there. You're a private entity. You don't mm-hmm. have to follow the first. The First Amendment just simply says that the government can't come after you. The United States government can't come after you. They, she's not going to get arrested for what she said. Well, because she can- has the freedom of speech. I right, mean but you can't yell fire in a theater if yes, there's no fire. And those are the limitations to freedom of speech. What I'm saying is she literally likened the Jewish ho- the Holocaust to Republicans currently, right? Which is yeah. a vile and disgusting thing to even think about. To even think is right. okay. She's not going to get arrested for that cuz it's a free right. country cuz she has the first amendment. Exactly. However, Disney also has the bill of rights. And as a business entity, they have the right to say who can and cannot be a part of their business, period. Right. So like you said, that in itself is the, the first layer. But the other layer is that this is also Star Wars. This is a very deep, deep entity for its fan base. And the, mm-hmm. like. there's literally a portion of Star Wars called the Jedi Holocaust, where the Empire hunted down and murdered Jedi. They since changed the name to the purge just to be sensitive. So it's called the Jedi purge, right? Regardless, why would they ever call it the
0: Holocaust?
2: It was in some literature and then they ended up getting pulled because they realized themselves that it was insensitive. So when was
0: when was that written?
2: Oh, God, Dan, we're talking 90s, man. When that term yeah. was used. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. They were woke on that one pretty quickly
0: it's just it's is so weird that they but, have, that that passed through several layers of editors do you sure, know what i mean like, sure yeah let's let's call it a jedi holocaust <laughs> yeah exactly
2: which again was changed to the purge but the point is right is that yeah. the story is about anti this and right, okay and so she's, she's do you see what i'm saying
0: yeah, it's the irony is, is not lost on me. I, I get it. There's the Jedi, the Rebellion. There's a lot of those connections between World War II and, and Star Wars. You brought that up before. Uh, and yet here she is comparing herself incorrectly to the other side. It doesn't make any sense. She's it, she's it, a nut. It, it doesn't. She's a fucking whack job. Um, Joaquin, you know, obviously
2: I know you're a big Star Wars fan. Like, seeing this... You know, what, like, how did you really feel about it? Like, as a fan of Star Wars, well, I mean,
1: not even, uh, just as you. I mean, the the whole situation, again, I'll I'll say, like, where I I just felt like she was stupid um, because she had a good thing going. Now, as far as, like, the Star Wars universe, her character was not huge. It was, she had some great, uh, like, action sequences. Like, her character was like developing she was yeah. a badass you know uh, a badass female character she had she had all of her ducks in a row to have a successful career in a a long standing franchise mm-hmm. and for someone in a position where they went from you know combat fighting to to wanting to be in in Hollywood and to want to make a career of herself these were extremely poor choices. Yep. In, in 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 that regard. Like, you know, like Star Wars whatever, like whatever she would have been a part of whatever. This was this was her her thing. Like, it's not easy to get into something that is a ma- a massive hit like The Mandalorian, whether you know whether you like Star Wars or not. Uh, there were a lot of people who were really into Star Wars, and they're getting into Star Wars because of Mando. Yes. And that character was a badass. Yes.
0: I'm, I'm at the point
1: where she she made some really dumb decisions. So now that the character's gone, for me, like they could not, they could just never bring her up again. Yeah. And it wouldn't make a difference to anyone. Yeah. But she, you know, they were talking about a whole spinoff series. Like she had everything everything and that that branches out obviously look at pedro pascal yeah right he's he's been a great actor we know that he's been in in some great stuff but now that he's in mandalorian and mandalorian's blowing up you can't he's on he's in everything right now yeah
2: he's in everything
0: that he's in everything and it's like there's he's inside of me (laughs) right
1: now he's behind you dan (laughs) don't do that It, uh, my, my whole point in that is just like yeah, there oh, there's a place for it right and it's and it's like your views aside sometimes we have to just shut the fuck up just shut up yeah and yeah. that's all you really have to look at like, like someone mentioned it like oh, i think it was one of you guys was just like chris pratt doesn't mention anything like he got into a little bit of He got he 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 got into a little bit of trouble. Yeah, you know what happened? You don't hear from him anymore for a while.
0: He shut his mouth real quick about being really. Catch me up. What did he say? I do remember there being something going on. He's
2: he's just part of this like super crazy mega church that like hates gay people, and he's a big Trumpy guy. And come on, yeah. And when it came out, he, I mean, he's Star Lord. So and he's got a good thing going, and he was smart enough. To just be like, you know what, I'm just not not going to talk about this shit anymore. And he didn't; he just stopped talking about it. Just like, just like you said, walking he he stopped talking about. Guess what? He kept his fucking job. Yeah. So yes. at least he's smart, you know. At least he uses brain. But people, let's talk on the on the the notion of people that should shut up, and that aren't smart. Ted Cruz tweeted today regarding this situation. And of course, that little sycophant piece of garbage came to her defense. Now, I have never, ever in my life thought so much after reading a tweet that I would want someone to take a cinder block to someone else's face. But today, Ted Cruz, you've won that prize. And I pray, pray that someone hits you with a cinder block. He tweeted. Texan Gina Carano broke barriers in the Star Wars universe, not a princess, not a victim, not some emotionally tortured Jedi. She played a woman who kicked ass and who girls looked up to. She was instrumental in making Star Wars fun. Of course, Disney canceled her. (laughs) He took a shot at Mark Hamill. He took a shot at the late, great Carrie Fisher, calling her a princess and a victim. Obviously, mm. he's never seen Star Wars before. She was the first uh, non-princess in distress. I mean, can I tell a- you
0: what I what I heard when you, when sure. you said that? I, sure, I wasn't connecting that to um, Hamill. What, what what's her name? Uh, Carrie, Carrie Fisher. 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 Yeah, oh, I was thinking Hamill. Dorothy Hamill. That's so weird. You were thinking of Mark <laughs> Hamill, Luke Skywalker. Hamill. Anyways, um, when you said the what he was saying about the victim and and stuff like that i was just kind of thinking generalities that like a lot of times in movies women are either the victim or the villain do you know what i mean they're they're not really that that badass character even if it is ancillary and that's and that's true however the point
2: is is that both mark hamill who he took a shot at and the late carrie fisher who he took a shot at which was in a fucking inappropriate that's my princess that's inappropriate okay
0: that's like quarterback
2: Exactly. She that she is my quarterback, but yeah. what I'm what I'm saying is, and if you get a chance, anyone read her books? Oh my God, she is she does not shy about her mental health issues, which were severe, and all of her drug
0: use. Her books are fantastic, but anyway, um, he, so, so so this dumbass Ted Cruz says this shit, and do you write it down in your in your diary? And do you like do you cry in it? Like what happens after? I do. The point
2: is is that both both Hamill and Carrie Fisher, when she was alive are Mm -hmm. staunch haters of Trump, they were very, very vocal about their hatred of Donald Trump and the Republican party. They were, um, you know, Carrie Fisher did so much for mental health and mental health awareness for the United States donated millions of dollars and was at the forefront of just like taking away the stigma of like bipolar disorder and stuff like that. And Mark Hamill is just a genuinely great guy. And Ted Cruz sides with the anti-Semite transphobe um, who, <laughs> who um, you know, he, he lauds. By the way, um, Pedro Pascal, his sister is now sister. Uh, he celebrated her coming out as trans. She's no longer a male. That is a dead portion of her. She is a woman. She's living as a woman. And he, Pedro Pascal celebrated that. And because of him knowing this originally in his Twitter, he put his pronouns mm. to in solidarity of his sister. Right. Gina Carano put beep, boot, blop to make light of and joke about pronouns for trans people. And she had a look at Pedro in the eye when they were shooting together for for Mandalorian. That was the first one that Disney told her you, you need to stop. She took that down. And yep. she's been staunch about like trans people aren't real. They're not valid. Yeah. Wow.
0: I had no idea that she was that uh, terrible of a person. <laughs> she's yeah, a piece she's of shit.
2: A, <laughs> she really is. She really is. And people got, uh, and of course Republicans go, well, what about Pedro Pascal and his trans um, agenda? You know, he put his pronouns in his Twitter. I'm a real man. I don't need to put my pronouns in the, in your Twitter. Well, you have pronouns. Because that's how English works. Everyone has pronouns. <laughs>
0: yeah, his, you know, you know the trans agenda where they're they're trying to like infiltrate our culture and and trying to get you know like the exact same amount of rights as everybody. Fucking unreal.
2: It's un it's unreal. So
0: rude is what it is. <laughs> it's it's Walk, awful. Listen, Joaquin. Let me ask you a question. Speaking of you know this this woman, Gianna Gina. What the fuck, Gina are, Carano, Gina. Yeah. So we're, we're done with Gina. Gina's been annexed. See you later. We're done with you. Right. And I think that most people would agree that we don't need to hang her up by her ankles like she right. lost. She lost her job and her agency, and, by the way, her, and her agent and, dropped her today. Right. And, and OK, that's great. But she also had warnings. Um, so she got what was coming to her. Now, Trump, on the other hand, Had been impeached once, now impeached a second time, and now that he's out of office, what the Senate hopes to do, at least the people on the left, are trying to get it so that Trump cannot run for office again and that – I'm not really sure, but I think that at one point they were talking about making sure that he doesn't receive a paycheck – Yes, he gets $450,000 a year. Right. $450,000 a year for the rest of his life and secret wow. service. For he and his wherever family. goes. For he and his family, which is a big bill for the taxpayers, as it is it's for every wow. ex-president. Um, That's what every ex-president gets, by the way. Right. And so at this point, Joaquin, I was sort of curious to see how you felt about the idea of revenge, what kind of role revenge plays in our culture, especially if you look at comics or comic book movies or just any movie with like a human being in it um there's revenge revenge is a huge plot line um, yeah. and and yet here we are and people on the left are saying get him get him get him make sure he can't run again make sure he doesn't get that tax money from us for the rest of his life you know he's he's got to pay for what he did he um he caused the insurrection um, and that there might be people on the other side going, yeah, well, well, he's
1: out of office. Let's just focus on healing the country. What are your thoughts? I mean, uh, I, I, Rocco knows I'm not, I'm not a huge political person, right? So right. it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, try to dive into the politics of things. Um, and I'm not, I understand why, where, where revenge plays a big role for us at, for me, the most important thing was get him out of the office. I, I am a, a Hispanic male. I'm Puerto Rican. And, um, you know, I've a majority of my life, I've grown up, you know, in the, in the hood uh, with, with nothing but minorities. And I firsthand know everything that, you know, everything, all, all the negative aspects of the hood and whatnot. Um, so, I saw the dangers in in his message, first and foremost, right? You gave this man a platform, basically the the highest platform that you could achieve in this country. Yep. And and he, regardless of whether, and that's always the argument, he's not racist, he's not racist. Regardless of that, what he did was he noticed that that the racist individuals were backing him and he didn't and he didn't back down from that. He was like, Oh, so then these are the people I have to cater to. Yeah. And he placed a battery pack yeah. on those people. So, so for me, me not not being a, a a political person at all, noticed this and was like, Oh, he needs to go. He needs to get out of office. He needs to get off of this, this platform. Now, as far as like revenge and everything, like making sure he doesn't get, you know. I, I'm I'm all for making sure that he does not run for president again because these idiots out there who can't see the dangers that he poses, they will vote for him. Yes, and, he's, and he will still have a chance to come back into office. And then that would be shit show for us again. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for whatever we have to do to make sure that that doesn't happen. Obviously, like as far as the, the, the money goes, the taxpaying money, uh, we're never going to, we, we, we we're not in charge of that. <laughs> you know I mean? It's hard to say. It's hard to say that, that even that, that, that money's going to get to us and it's going to make things better either way. Um, in, in my opinion. Um, so, so what I cared about is, is, is getting him out of office. Let's get this, like, like I've, I've always known, that racism is very much alive there's this facade where everything feels like it's great and grand and wonderful but unless you are the person who who that who who the 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 judgment the 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 racism is, is towards you will never completely understand. And there's very few people who are not in that situation that could see like, Hey, yes, this is very much like this country right now is in such a weird, like I've never seen so many arguments with like where, where you can bring up some valid points as to why racism is still alive. And people will look at you in the face and tell you that's not real. Like what the like what are you talking about? I've said the story before. Johnny, Johnny and I. Johnny is a, a longtime friend of mine. He and I met on on 9-11, was the first day we hung out. He is uh, he is my my co-host on on Insensitive Culture. And um he he could very well pass for a white male. And we've been pulled over and separated before because I was the, the darker Puerto Rican guy that dressed with a hoodie and baggy jeans at the time, you know, early two thousands. And, and, and he was the, you know, clean cut quote unquote, you know, white boy. And then they thought like one time specifically, I remember we got pulled over separated for no reason simply because we were on a street in the city that wasn't wide enough for two cars. If, if a car was parked on the side of the road, two cars couldn't pass at the same time. We literally had to pull behind a car, wait for the, the oncoming traffic to pass. We went around, kept going, got pulled over. Huh. We, they thought that I was a drug dealer and he and I was serving him drugs. Well, why were and you doing that? We, the top, we jumped in there. You know what like, I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, these are, these are things that, 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 that we've, that we've experienced like growing up. I thought it was normal. Like there was no, like I didn't question it because that was my life, mm-hmm. you know? So, so when I noticed that there's a, that, that like these, this, this past year with the whole thing that, that blew up with BLM and and all of that and the cops like, the cops, um, you know, really like doing some despicable shit. Like that didn't have to go that route. Like that didn't have to blow up as much. I'm I'm kind of glad that it blew up like that because now there's more of a, of a spotlight on the situation. However, it still baffles my mind that people are, are, are even, are, are even, um, comparing this election this past election with blm movement oh well at least you know they're not setting shit on fire it's like what what does the presidency have to do with blm and it's very clear that that situation is a very clear indicator on the agenda there with that with that group of people
2: and and if you look too and dan we've talked about this a hundred times Things like all lives matter and blue lives matter literally came purely as a retaliation to black lives matter. So if you need to have a retaliation to like, if the words black lives matter actually triggers you, then the problem is, is with you. And I think back Dan, to your question originally, you know, Maybe the question is, is was the most important thing taking away his power, taking away his platform mm-hmm. or or is it that we go after him now, after the fact, for vengeance? Personally, Dan, you know my train of thought. Take everything from him, throw mm-hmm. I think, throw his ass in jail. But Dan, what yeah, do you think?
0: I, well, I think listeners to the show know us pretty well and know where we stand. Um, there's a lot of things that he said and did that I find find absolutely despicable. Um, but I think one thing in particular that stands out in my mind um, that I think that he should be put to jail for the rest of his life for is what he did to um, little Hispanic children that were coming up from Guatemala, from El Salvador. Uh, and putting oh yeah. Them put in them cages. in cages. Yeah. 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 And I, I find that I, it's just an absolute outright human rights violation. Um and if you, get you tell the
1: previous, me, go ahead, walk. No, I was just going to say that, like, and if you ask any Trump supporter, they're going to say that, that was Obama.
0: Yeah. And what I was just going to say is, you know, the previous administration, actually, Obama was known as deporter in chief. And yeah. he had he and I on average deported three hundred thousand immigrants per year. Yeah. Um, and so he was he was actually criticized heavily for that. The difference is that. When Trump took over, he made um, seeking asylum in the United States and getting caught here on American soil um, a felony. It used to be a misdemeanor, and there there was far more power in the hands of the Border Patrol to sort of make their own decisions as to what to do next. And after Trump took over, it was an automatic felony, and the Border Patrol agents had no Uh, discernible um, decisions to make. They couldn't do anything about it.
2: And they take your kids away for a felony. And then
0: they, yes. And then they furthermore, yes. And and previously, sometimes the children would be separated, but it wouldn't be for very long because they had a program called catch and release, which is, you know, if you think about the term, it it really likens these people to animals, which is not very good. That's what what happened is, you know, they didn't have a holding cell for these people. So what they do is say, okay, show up to court about a month later and we'll talk about it. That was basically the idea. And now it's just, no, we're going to put you in cages separately, which, by the way, why wouldn't you just keep everybody together? I, I don't understand. Just call it what is a fucking internment camp. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we have <laughs> camps. I, I called this, Dan. I called yeah. all of this happening. It, there's no reason to separate the parents from the children. And, and the now they, don't, that. they can't even find them. They can't even reunite him.
2: Yep. Well, so Biden... that,
0: to me, that's that. That alone is enough for him to be impeached, brought up on charges and actually put in prison. I think he is a human rights violator. I think he's a, I think he's an actual terrorist because he terrorized yeah. those families. I think he's a monster.
2: Um I do try and keep up, though, on Biden because we need to hold him accountable, too. If we're going to hold Donald Trump accountable, we need to hold Joe Biden accountable. It's only fair. Um, Absolutely. I read a recent article that Biden is starting a program that will reunite 600 families that have been separated due to the border. Now, that's not enough. It's a start, but it's not enough. So, Mr. Biden, you're a longtime listener, and we thank you for your patronage. You <laughs> listen to Dan and I. We appreciate the 600 families, but we need more and we need it faster because we are going to get some seriously fucked up kids that are going to grow up hating America right in the south of our border. And you know how dangerous it is when people hate America? It's called 9-11. Yeah. That's what happens. Only this time they'll be closer.
0: Now Joaquin you you say that you're from Puerto Rico do you have it like a um, a souvenir uh, roll of paper towel with
1: Trump's name on it <laughs> yeah, it's, it sits right next to the switchblade we get at birth those 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 great great uh, footage it was uh, that guy is a is a piece of work man He's Um, helping
0: the Ralphie. Yeah, I'm helping. Mm, So
1: good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, I want to hear more about uh, one bear, two cups, or whatever it's called. Uh, Let's take a break and come back and just lighten the load. Yeah, let's (laughs) lighten it up a little bit. We'll be right back. Serenity now.
1: Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama Obama? Okay, Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is is quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The
0: weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook,
1: Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies.
0: Gary's Guns, Guns, Guns. Wow. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Gary's back. Everybody, a huge contributor to the show. He, uh, he came out with a new um, pepper spray. So if, if you don't feel like buying guns, you can get yourself protected with some pepper spray. You never know when a nine-year-old might be walking by and threatening you. So you're going to need to really take them out hardcore, especially if they're a minority says Gary, Uh, you're going to want to get your, and they come in, they're meant for kids. So you can get kids pepper spray. Um, Not for kids to have, but to spray kids with. Uh, There's cotton candy flavors. There's purple drink um, and fried chicken uh, flavor. I'm not sure if that's racist, but that's what I'm being told from Gary here. So get yourself some protected pepper spray. Oh, my God. We need to drop Gary we're we need he, to drop Gary as an advertiser cause he's an obvious racist. He's pretty bad. He's pretty bad. Um, but I, that's what the RPD is using now. So <laughs> he's got a oh. huge, it's got a huge contract with him. Well, the RPD, the racist police department,
2: you get it. Um, right. Dan, you said you had something else real quick before we got into oh, our interview.
0: Yeah. I just, I, I get emails from our bosses now, you know, cause we're part of a, a larger network and, um, God, what did they write? Let me open it up for you. It says, Hey guys, because you know, we're all podcasting in the, in the big, large corporate building now. Sure. Sure. Um, And we all, we live and we work in this building sometimes and, and yeah, you know, there's laundry, there's laundry downstairs. So it says, Hey guys, glad to have you on board. Can you start picking up your fucking dirty laundry? And I keep seeing shit stains all over them. Um, Ooh, definitely mine. That's definitely my underwear. So, Yeah, the boss, the bosses of
2: DFAT are not happy with us. No, we'll, uh, hey guys, we'll get on that. We'll, we'll clean that up. No problem. Fuck. So again, uh, as everyone knows, we have Joaquin here from Asylum Podcast, from Insensitive Culture Podcast. He's a world famous children's author um, (laughs) and he's, he's here with us today. Dan, where do we start with with a guest like this?
0: Where do we start? Where do we go, Dan? He's he's learned. You know, um, I was curious. So obviously, podcasting is what you do for fun, and it's something that you take very seriously. But what are you, what's your nine to five?
1: Uh, I, I was working at the Apple store as a genius, quote unquote genius mm-hmm. uh, for the last five years. I recently switched gears um, to to another company there, it's a tech company startup. Um, so uh, I'm a customer service rep. You know, um, those are the things that I do to pay the bills until one of these things hit, and I can do the things that I love more often.
2: That's fair. That's a good. I like I like looking at it that way. What Dan?
0: Yeah, I mean, no, I was going to say that's. I think that's kind of what our. Our goal is too. I mean, everybody just, we got to make some cash. We have to H. pay off our, gamb- our gambling debts. And, uh, you know, on the side, we do some podcasting and that's fun and everybody wins. But you, Joaquin, have been podcasting for how long now?
1: I've been doing it for a little over a year. So see. not very long. Not very long.
0: Yeah, I
2: thought started- Asylum took a while. I thought Asylum was a while ago. Am I wrong? uh
1: asylum hit a year uh i want to say like back in last september so it's been about a year and a half um uh close to that and then literally uh insensitive culture when we drop next thursday will be one one full year of insensitive culture Um, but the process was just literally like i just had the idea of Interviewing people, I was very much into personal development and like people, um, you know, go, you know, going after their dreams. That's why it's called the Asylum Podcast. It's like a bunch of crazy people hanging out together uh, with, you know, with the same mindset. And that's my saying, right? It's like you're you're crazy until you make it. Uh, So if you're if people are calling you crazy, you're on the right path. Uh, That has always been my. My thing there, because, man, when you have a dream and you're doing shit like this, right, it seems like, oh, we're just friends. We're having fun. People don't understand the amount of work that it takes to do something like this. The Mm -hmm. uh, the 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 investments like I have this I have this little studio um, that literally like when I started Asylum podcast, the equipment that I bought was literally because I was doing it in my living room Mm -hmm. and um, and it, it has since evolved Um, you know, into, into something a little bit grander. Um, But, uh, but, but no, man, it was was just one of those things where I had an idea. I I bought some equipment, didn't know what the hell to do with that equipment, started hitting some buttons, inviting some people. And, and, but my biggest thing was always, man, quality, quality, quality. Like, I, I don't understand those people who go, well, you could start a podcast. You could do it on, you know, with your Apple headphones and you can do it all on your phone. It's like, that's not the idea for me. That has never been the idea. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know if that makes me, um, some, you know, I, I don't know if that's a smart thing on my part or, 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 you know, or, you know, I could do much more with less or whatnot, but my whole thing is like, if I'm going to do something, it has to look and sound and feel amazing because my goal is always like i never look at people who are like in the same area as me as competition it's like yo we can help each other but the you know most most people think of of each other as competition and um and the reason for that is because like my quality my like the videos that we i am so i am such a, a a stickler for all of that stuff like for for quality yeah that uh And that's why, like, I have the studio, we have like the desk, we sit there, we try to produce like some really good videos and, Mm -hmm. you know, we drop the ball a lot, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to like compare myself to the people that I admire in this platform. Uh, But that's always been just the way that I attack things.
2: Well, I will say being at your studio multiple times, I mean, your studio is gorgeous. You got a gorgeous studio um, it, it's funny that on video it looks so much bigger than it is. I always, I think that's hilarious. Like it's, it's a walk-in closet that you've made look <laughs> like an amphitheater, like on camera. It's wild. Um, Great. I love but it. It, it's so nice and clean and the cameras are on you. I honestly, I thought I was on good morning America. <laughs> I, was, I was looking for what's his name, Gap Tooth to come out and Stray That's it. Strahan, to come yeah. out and I don't know, start interviewing. I'm like, what is going on here? There's all these lights, and there's those yeah. inverted umbrella things that have the lights on them. Dan, what are those? You're a photographer. You got the Sh- they're called shadow boxes. Sure. You got those things on you. There's cameras on you. I had some woman doing makeup to me before I walked in. Yep. I had a fluffer, all, all you know, it was wild to be on insensitive culture. Um, yeah, was, Matt,
0: was Matt Lauer there?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the one uh, doing he, the fluffing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I've I've seen the videos too, and it looks fucking huge in there.
1: It does. <laughs> and like he said, man, you walk in here and it's like we can barely you can barely move, uh, it's all true. stuff. Um, but, but yeah, Hey, if, if it looks good on camera and w- we make it work and, um, and all of, uh, quite honestly, like, I don't know if it's like the, cause I, I, I believe in like the law of attraction and everything. And like, man, if you really believe that this is going to happen is, I mean, obviously you have to put in the work, but mm-hmm. as long as you believe that, that, that this is all going to happen, it will. And like, literally everyone who's been there from day one who has come to my house for, for an interview when they walk in here, I had somebody walk in here yesterday who was like one of my first interviews. And they're just like, yo, like, man, this is like amazing compared to even like the first day that I walked into this space. And, and to me, it's just like, just been little bits. Like I I, I don't have much money to throw around or anything like that. And, I've just been quite honestly, you know, it's, it's a term because I'm not quite, you know, I'm not very religious, but you know, I've been blessed with, with good people around me and, um, and with uh, now, you know, people around me who, who have, who have become a part of the team and everything that I have, man, I, I I owe it to them. So like, even like Dave and Johnny and uh, even like my brother, Danny, who's one of my biggest supporters, he's always on the show. Uh, my my buddies, like I have a very small group, but uh, but but our small group uh, works well together, and, and whatever we can do to make this dream happen, we we do. So, you know, it seems like it seems like I'm the, I'm like the, the spearhead of the whole thing, but quite honestly, I'm I'm nothing without them guys. So,
0: but what's the origin story of your first podcast that was Asylum, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm sorry. You had an additional question to that?
0: No, just like I was curious. Why? Why did that come out of thin air? Where where did that come from? Because from us, I mean, we've talked about it before. It was, you know, and we had this itch that we needed a scratch of creativity. And and um, Donald Dump took office and it was just this whirlwind of like, holy fuck, we've we've got to get people to listen to us. And yep heed our voices and 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 they uh, did Biden's president so and trans we need them to transcribe what we're saying and then follow us around in the dead. Wait a minute, is that somebody else? <laughs> um but where where did you get this idea from?
1: Quite honestly, I was listening um you know years ago I I lost a ton of weight. I was over like 350 pounds and I lost over a hundred pounds when my daughter was born. I, I, I always say that because that's like the beginning because then i started getting into a lot of personal development stuff and then um i was listening i was listening to a podcast that i enjoyed was uh like short story long with drama from rob deerdeck's cousin hmm. uh he had the 100th episode and that that episode he was in he was speaking with tom billiu rob deerdeck and one other person um and they were just sitting there talking about the law of attraction and like going after your dreams and like just all of these things. And for some reason that conversation sparked an idea of, man, I should really start a podcast because as, as uh, Rocco knows, like I, I, you know, often I'm, I'm uh, he was giving me shit before, but (laughs) I post up, like I try to post up things that are like inspirational, have people thinking and and whatnot. So uh, (laughs) naturally he gives me shit. I'm
2: kind of a smarmy little con about it, but anyway,
1: (laughs) really? Um, So (laughs) What happened there was, uh, I had that idea and then I told my buddies and my buddies are, you know, they're, they're now business owners, but we were all in the same place, working for the same company, talking about the same dreams. And then they made, they made something happen. And I'm like, yo, I, I have this great idea. I think I'm going to start a podcast. And they're like, all right, we'll start it. I want to hear it next week. You know? And then I was just like, well, I can't do that. So, that kind of put a fire under me a little bit. So I started buying equipment, right. I had a, a, I just bought a small board and and two headsets had to go for quality. So, you know, I I spent like on this whole thing, i spent like over $600, but I was just like, you know, just just making payments on it, whatever. And then, um, and then I got the equipment and I'm just sitting there with it. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like, what do I do with this? So then, you know, I started figuring it out, turning some knobs. I was supposed to have a co-host, but he kept giving me excuses. You know, he was a good friend of mine, kept giving me excuses why he couldn't do it this week, couldn't do it that week. And then one day I was just like, you know what, man, I got to get this thing going. Um. So, so then I just told people, hey, starting the podcast, this day is the first day that it's going to release. And then from there it was just on. And that was like, the whole inspiration was I wanted to again, like I explained earlier, I grew up in the city, like in the inner city, and we don't have too many positive stories of people making it. Everybody that that made it around me were were drug dealers or, you know, um small business. Like if, if they did a small business owner, it was like a like a little bodega, a little corner store or something like that. Mm-hmm but there was really no thought of, I can get out of here. So the idea behind asylum was, well, let me start interviewing some people who had an idea, made it work. And now they're in the position where they're, that they are in. And, and it was not necessarily like business, but it, it was, it ended up being business owners, but that's why I do like, I interview weightlifters, um, you know, whatever it is, because if you have an idea and and you go for it and you put your all into it, like you're successful in your own right. So I just wanted success stories Mm. to share with the people who I felt like in the city needed to hear a success story to possibly go for that thing that they were thinking about, you know, going after. And they probably thought like, well, who am I? Like I'm meant to be here the rest of my life. Like, I I, like, who am I to go after my dream? So that was the, the, the catalyst for the asylum podcast. Um, And initially it was named the path to asylum, but I felt like that really pigeonholed me into, into that. And I wanted more genuine conversations as it went along. And then down the road that turned into like, I didn't want every, like, I felt like this, um, I felt like, like, everything about me was stuffy, like positivity, like everyone. And you know, that's a part of me, but also like insensitive culture, pop culture, like that's a part of me too. Mm. And speaking freely, getting drunk with my friends, talking about the things that we enjoy talking about. So, um, so then that, you know, while I'm doing this, I had the idea for a pop culture podcast and I actually, I listened to your, your guys episode with, with Dave. Cause I knew Dave from work and he was like, Hey man, I was, you know, I'm on, I'm, I'm on my buddy's podcast and, and you know, whatever. So I listened to it and I heard it and I heard something in Dave that he probably didn't even hear in himself. And I'm like, dude, we need to, we need to, we need to start a podcast. Like what's up?
2: Someone got, got discovered, discovered from our show, Dan. Someone got <laughs> discovered
1: on our show that's that's true
0: um and so you mean other than being investigated by the fbi oh that's almost every guest right
2: every right. guest walking you'll be getting a call
1: <laughs> i'm i'm sure they're already looking into me um so ah. <laughs> but i i i yeah so i i hounded dave for like months Wow, and I then had, yeah, I hounded him for months. He would not like. He's like a dude where he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds great," but we never got it going. And then, uh, and then I forced him to be on Asylum to have like the first unofficial insensitive culture episode. Mm. I brought all my stuff with me to his house while he sat there and smoked and and watched a baseball game and like had some beers. And I forced that episode, and then. He had some fun with that. And then a couple months after that, I finally got him to come here and commit to, dude, we're starting to show, show up at this time, at this location. This is what we are doing. And then that ended up being the birth of insensitive culture. I
2: remember uh, you guys had a different name.
1: We did. It was the golden podcast for like, because, and the, the reason for that was it was a play off of the Golden, me and uh, all right, so Dave and I are Tarantino fans, so it was a play on the Golden Briefcase, but the Golden Briefcase was already taken by some other podcast that's probably not even known by anyone in the world. However, we couldn't do that, so I was like, all right, so what do you think of a name? And you know, Dave, he's like, oh, I don't know, man, that sounds cool. Uh, so the Golden Podcast, cool, so that lasted about three episodes so we did two episodes Johnny hit me up was like hey I really like what you're doing I really want to be a part of that but I just want to be the third guy so we brought him in
2: gotta have a third guy
1: (laughs) exactly and then um I think we got a total of four episodes in and then I asked him I'm like hey since there's three of us now like do you guys like the name? Do you want? And, and everybody in unison was like, fuck, no, we were going to ask you about that. Uh, So, so then, um, and and the funny thing is, is we couldn't think of of another name that we enjoyed and and insensitive culture actually came from a generator, a name generator where we just threw a bunch of words like pop culture, like whatever we represented in there. And, in this list somewhere in there was insensitive culture. And I was like, yo, what do you think of this? And they were like, yeah, I fuck with it, you know? And, uh, and now that's, that's who we are. Wow. So
2: Locke, that's awesome. Um, I have to say I absolutely love being on insensitive culture. Um, it's just such a blast being with you guys. Uh, Dan, I highly suggest if you get the invite to get on that show, cause it's just fun. It's just fun.
0: Yeah, the, the topics that you guys talk about really are fun. I mean, it's, it's one of those, as you're listening, and I hope the listeners understand this because we want to drive traffic to that site as well, to that podcast. If I could, from an outside perspective, give my opinion, it's basically dudes talking about hypothetical situations. Now, we've had friends who had a podcast called Hypothetically Speaking. This is not that much different. I mean, it's a sort of like what if or would you if, and it's just so easy to listen to because the listener then goes, Oh, I would do this. Exactly. Everybody has, everybody has an answer to those questions.
2: It's very, it's uh, interactive. And then of course you add the pop culture spin to it where you guys, you know, do the pop culture news and I just really, really enjoy it. Um, so awesome stuff. Um, and if you're listening to us now, you should be listening to insensitive culture as well. Um, but if you're a reader uh, or if you are an avid children's book reader,
0: um, you know, hopefully I w- you you have children.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, and hopefully you're divorced. Right. Because and, then this and- book applies to you. You've
0: <laughs> damaged your children. But not necessarily. You- I mean, you know, some people just have children together, even though they never got married. You've damaged your children and you need.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. no i i know what you're saying dad you're not right you're a
0: sinner and you're going to hell exactly but if you buy this book right you're at least going to look good in the eyes of your children
2: exactly so walk what's the title of the book where can we get the book and where the hell did this come from
1: Mm -hmm. all right so the book is called little bears two caves um you could buy it on amazon just search for little bears two caves Um, and, uh, and it will be delivered to your house. Um, they, they have a a great system for, you know, uh, for individuals such as myself who just want to self-publish. Um, and that's what I did And the, the, the idea for the, the book came from, uh, my daughter, uh, because she is from a previous relationship. Um, so, I was already thinking of a book based around my children, but it was more again, like the mindset stuff. I was thinking of a book like, you know, cause that was my thought. Like if I really want to inspire people who better to inspire than, a, than an untapped mind, right. Get to them mm-hmm. before it's ruined by the world and, 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 and throw in some little ideas. So I was working on a book that had to do with imagination and giving them the freedom of, 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 of that, of, of just using your imagination. And then one day randomly, like my daughter asked me like, like daddy, why do I have two beds? And it floored me. And I was just like, Oh, so I don't, I can't even remember what I told her. Um,
2: Cause you're spoiled. Most kids only have one bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I, I just like, because it threw me off that much, I thought like, man, maybe I should write something to help parents in this similar situation, answer this question before it even gets to a point where they even have to ask. So then that's where, that's where the idea came from. And then As I was writing it, I was reaching out to other parents, seeing how they felt about it. It was very important for me because I I, I would ask people like, hey, you know, if your kid was in this situation, what would you tell them? And everyone says the same things. It's like, oh, you get more presents, you get, you know, more gifts, more parties. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't want it to be about that. Sure. So, so I based it on the individual experiences that you have with both mommy and daddy and then you know you have fun times with mommy you have fun times with daddy and then it gets to a point where the child is sad because mommy and daddy don't live together and then it's just you know then it comes to a point where it's like listen we're better off being separated because and that's that's the whole thought right it's like when you decide to split up from someone it's not thinking it's not necessarily thinking like, Oh, this is going to be bad on the child because if you think that way, and that's what kept me in the relationship for as long as it did, I did not want to separate for her. Sure. Sure. But it got to a point where we couldn't have, we couldn't have a a conversation or an argument that wouldn't get like loud and violence, not the right word, but it was getting to a point where it could possibly get to that point.
2: Mm, sure. And you don't so, want the kid to be part of that.
1: No, you don't want to be, you know, that. And then the realization came to me one day is just like, you know, I. I'd much rather give her great experiences on both ends than to have her in this volatile relationship that we have. So um, so so it kind of, um, you know, in, in a loving way, it kind of dabbles with that it's just like oh we're much we're much happier in two caves
2: um i like that i like that a lot um dan you should probably preemptively buy this book um (laughs) Uh, honestly i think that that's fantastic i think it's a great way of looking at it um we don't want you to spoil the book um you know or, or really get into the intricacies it's it's last night. it's 500 pages right
1: yeah, yeah, staying around there. Yeah.
0: That's what I thought. Um, but but the beauty is it's 500 pages of pop-ups. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gorgeous. So it's fucking huge. It's gorgeous.
2: And all seriousness, um it, it's a it's a great book if you're in that situation. Um if you if you get yourself on the Amazons, um go ahead and order that. Uh you'll also see below there will be a link to get to that book specifically. So, um, you know, if you're in that situation and you feel it would be helpful um, for you and your family, please, please check it out. Um, walk, thanks for mm-hmm. sharing your story with us today. Um, we, we just, we love having you here. Um, but we're not saying goodbye yet. When we come back, everybody's favorite part of the show, fuck you, where we are just going to call some motherfuckers out unless Dan, you had something else to say or, you know, uh, no, Please. I I've told you to stop calling me well Dan I can't run this podcast
0: myself okay and because I'm non-confrontational I just don't know how to hang up I, I that's pretty obvious isn't it
2: and with that being said everyone we'll be right back
1: From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we are don'tforgetatowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe and don't forget a towel. Oh,
0: thanks for um, sticking around and not deleting this episode. Download it right to your hard drive and it's not malware, we swear. It's definitely a
2: virus, a virus
0: <laughs> that uh, tells things to go fuck
2: themselves and everybody's favorite part of the show. I got a lot of problems with you people. So uh, let's go ahead and get right into it. i will get to go first. Go ahead, please. Okay. It's a continuation. I had a continue. I had a fuck you to Ashley furniture. Um, <laughs> listen to the episode. It was, I, I, they had fucked up my order 14 days from Friday. Um, they said that there'd be a COVID delay. I understood that because we're in a fucking pandemic. And then they said they had all my furniture. They showed up to my house. They didn't have all my furniture. I had to sleep very unsafely, a King size, um, bed frame with a queen size mattress, which could have killed me any night that I decided to get out of bed. I could have definitely harmed myself, but anyway, it took them another month to get the mattress there finally, finally, I, I, I get the end of the furniture today. My dresser came in today, which is the last thing we were waiting on. So my fuck you starts with this very quick story. We were waiting and waiting and waiting for the dresser. They said last week of January, first week in February, both of those timeframes passed up and still no one contacted us. So I called right. them and I said, Hey, this is my information. This is my situation. What's up? shit you not. They go, Oh, that's great. It's in stock right now. So, uh, when do you want it? I was like two fucking months ago. Yeah. I'm like, why did, why, why did no one contact me to tell me that it was ready? Oh, I don't know. I said, I don't even know. You know what? Doesn't matter. When can you bring it? When's as soon as you can bring it. They're like, Oh, Thursday. So I was like, all right, sweet. Uh, someone will call with a, with a window of time that they're going to come. All right. Sounds great. So they come today. Um, they, they followed all the protocols. Um, then I, I see one of the delivery guys, he's kind of creepy. He was the one that was here the first time. Cause this would be the third time they delivered on one order. The first time he was kind of hitting on my wife a little bit. And I don't really like that. Um, so I was like, you stay here. I'm going to just deal with all this. So she just did that. And I told them where to go and where to put the thing, dude, I'm telling you right now, they they took, they sped through the house, dropped it. They t- have took a picture of it in place to prove that they delivered it. And then they were like, all right, have a great day. Bye. I realized they left so quickly because the fucking dresser was damaged. Mm. I waited all this time damaged dresser. Well, it's, it's got a, a barn door, a rolling barn door on the front of it. So I mm-hmm. just fucking jimmied it. I re-evened it on the track and then I just tightened it and now it, it works fine. So then they have the audacity to send me a survey about my experience. <laughs> now that I had all my furniture, <laughs> boy, did I tell them exactly what's what oh, they yes. called yeah. my wife immediately after I fill out the survey and we're like, do you want a $50 gift card or $25 off your total bill? Now, mind you, in my previous story, i had mentioned how I got $1,000 off my previous bill. So now they're offering either a $50 gift card or $25 off the bill. And in addition to the $1,000, she goes, we're never coming to your store again. So I don't want a gift card. Right. Take $25 off our payment, but we're not like, we're never doing business with you again. So the fuck you goes to Ashley Furniture. I don't know how you stay in business fuck you. You were the biggest waste of time. You don't care about your customers at all. You don't care about your customers. If you're looking for furniture, I want you to go anywhere else besides Ashley furniture. What I'd love to see for them to happen is for them to Mm. just simply go out of business, just go out of business already. Uh, Honestly, you know, the furniture is real nice, but you guys suck as a business entity okay that wasn't as succinct as i wanted it to be but that was my
0: fucking. yeah it's a classic rock sorry it's i'm like, sorry okay guys let's keep this nice and short and clean and that goes off on a 10 minute rant i know fucking I know. ridiculous i know uh I'll, i'm gonna save the best for last and let walk go last i'll just get mine out of the way um i've i've heard this before i'm sure everybody else has when Uh, People refer to the Republican Party as the party of Abraham Lincoln. Go fuck yourself. Um, The two party major parties really switched roles at the end of that century. And so for people to associate Republicans now with Abraham Lincoln is complete bullshit. They're not reading their history books. They're not doing any bit of research um it, it, it's nonsense it doesn't make any sense uh, these people that say this i'd like to just take a a, a needle and thread and just thread their fucking mouth shut it'd be nice so that's it Great. fuck you anybody that says that is fucking stupid and racist yeah i agree End of the Story. i agree thanks dan yeah. Wow. My, um,
1: this is, uh, this is all new to me. So th- there's like so many people I would love to say, fuck you to, But, uh, right now the, 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 the people that, that pissed me off the most, and I don't know if it's a, a, a general like internet thing, but, um, I want to say, fuck you to the closed minded individuals of the fucking world the 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 generation that needs to fucking die off already because their their ideologies are, would just are just from a, a a part of the world that we've that, that we did never lived in you can kind of say like that whole MAGA shit because it's the same same difference right make america great again how the fuck like When the fuck was America great in the first place? And what do you mean by that? So my general fuck you is to those individuals who can hear a valid, a valid um, argument or, or even have a conversation with an individual who's bringing up valid points and cannot, and cannot muster, the, uh, the, just, just, the, the, the courage to say, you know what, you make a very good point, right? Because all of the arguments, like I cringe when I go into, into comment sections on the internet, oh, uh, giving up. Because, dude, I, it, it, and it's just like, it's baffling to me. So it's, it's, it's a very general one, but to, but to anyone generally starting a conversation with you guys are sheep. Mm-hmm. fuck you <laughs> fuck you and i hope that one day those people that you love so fucking much knock on your door and violate you the way that many other people have been violated and worse yes
0: Ugh.
2: amen yeah <laughs> i i agree with with all of that and with that being said walk thanks so much for being with us today thanks for having me man and have
1: dan s- definitely we need you to come on Insensitive Culture, come through to the studio. You guys can go, both come as a pair if you'd like, whatever. Uh, you're more than welcome here at any time. Well, obviously, there's
0: enough room. The place is huge. Isn't there a basketball court in there, too? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're millionaires, did not you know? Right. Exactly.
2: And they're <laughs> very, Sign me up. And they're very uh, friendly about the mask-wearing policy. I wore a mask there, and they didn't actually make me feel weird for that. So I, I actually, in this world today that's actually a really great thing so
0: it was it was the it was the lack of pants that was the issue and we've talked about this i know no when you go into public you can't be showing off okay are you kidding me
1: we had a rule where we told you Rocco, take off your pants at the door
0: they did
2: (laughs) and they were very thorough
1: you know what i mean you gotta stop encouraging that walking
0: you gotta stop encouraging
2: um Uh, check out the links below that are always there for insensitive culture podcast. Make sure you're checking out asylum podcast as well. And, and just make sure that you got your eyes on our man walk here. Um, again, thanks for being with us. Um, with that being said, uh, thank you listeners for just being the reason why we're here. Um, this is our first official episode under the D flag, if you will, under the D mm-hmm. umbrella. Um, So we feel really, really good about that. Thanks to the guys at DFAT. We're honored to be part of this. Um, Thank you to the guys over at the Genesee Beard Company. They make your beard feel real good. Um, I feel Mm. weird saying this, but I say it every time. Make sure you're listening to Insensitive Culture Podcast. And, uh, God, I feel like I'm just repeating myself. Anyway, everyone, thanks a lot. And uh, just try and be kind to each other.
0: Party on, Wayne. Bye. (laughs) <laughs> they come from butts.